Who is your daddy? I am your father. You fathers will understand. My father taught me many things. I got an idea. How about you all sit there quietly while I make dad noises? All right, welcome to episode 199. Some call this the penultimate episode, right? Before you hit like a major... Oh, snap. Something. Uh, but yeah, so we are we are really cruising along with these episodes here. So far in 2020, we've been pretty good about the weekly, which has been pretty cool. Um, again, this is 199 of Fathers of the Grind. My name's Tim, here with Dan. What's up, dude? I'm here uh, on the penulti- uh, penultimate, right? Yeah, penultimate. yeah I think and, so. Uh, and Derek Teague is not, so that says yeah. a lot. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's penultimate, right? Not penultimate. Yeah, penultimate. It's really we're... late. Saying words is hard. I have the best words. <laughs> I know all, all right. the words. I know all the words. Uh, Derek does a pretty good Trump. Neither of us do. That's okay. That's all right. Well, he's very similar. So yeah. Hey, so what I thought we could do is we're going to continue our walk through memory lane of the last decade of gaming year by year. Uh, not too in depth. There's plenty of stuff we'll skip, just like we did the first five years. But what I thought is after every year. Um, I could give you my notes and you could rip them up behind me. We'll put that on camera where you rip up my, basically my speech is what I'm saying. Cause sure. we're doing a, we're going to do a state of video, state of video games, which is kind of like state of the union address from, from Trump. <laughs> and uh, this is way more interesting by the way than that. So this is way and, more and, interesting and way more truths, Tim, way yeah, more truths, a lot more truths. Uh, yeah. And you know, if, if we're being honest, the, uh, it's better than the alternative. That's what Pelosi said when they said, why'd you rip it up? It was better than the alternative. Like what was the alternative? You were going to eat it. Like what was the alternative? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She gave no F's dude. She yeah. was just like, whatever. I don't give an F. You know what? Like if she would have folded it up into paper airplane and just floated it out into Congress, <laughs> then I would have been totally on her side. Yeah, that would have been fun. I would have yeah. appreciated that. That would yeah. have been great. Yeah, ripping um, it up is lazy. So ripping it up and kind of mumbling to yourself, I'm like, dude, she looks the whole part of crazy. All right. Yeah. Anyway, we're not gonna do that, but we are gonna go through year by year, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna go too quick. I want Derek to be able to speak into some of this. I know he loved 2015. So here's what we'll do. We're going to try to give Derek a little bit of time to get back from uh, – I think he's out for a run or something. I, we're starting a little earlier than I had texted these guys just because family stuff went quickly for me tonight, and I was able to start early. So instead of jumping right into the years, let's talk about anything that we're playing currently, and then we'll then we'll go through the year. So we'll start out with that. So, Dan, are you playing anything right now this past week that's any different or anything that you want to talk about? Um, yeah, so, I mean, you're a big fan of indies. Yeah. Um, I've been playing this new indie. I don't know if you heard of it. Um, came out on the Switch pretty recently. It's called, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard of it. It's, it's new. It's, yeah, it's it rings a bell. Interesting. It rings um, a bell. So you bought it. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like a few dollars on sale and it was right after Christmas. I had a crap ton of gift cards. So I was like, I'm doing this. Yeah, man. Um, so I bought it. Um, so is this the first week you started playing it, or did you kind of dabble and then turn it off for a bit? Um, I think I had started – so I finished Sekiro, Sekiro uh, last weekend. Which, dude, kudos I, for that. That's a, yeah. That is not so an easy game. I mean, like, yeah, you know what? I appreciate, I acknowledge the mastery of that game, but that game can go to hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, that game can go straight to hell. So, like um, – like honestly, did you feel by the end? We'll talk about Ori in a second, but I'm curious yeah, about yeah, Sekiro. Yeah. Um, by the end, were you not really having fun anymore, and you were just battling through? Like, like I want to finish this. 
I mean, like, it, like there were any sort of fight that I had with like whatever enemy I was fighting in that moment. If I was doing well because I was like dodging really good and stuff, I was having fun. But then like you get to certain characters, whether it's a boss or even not a boss. Like, especially when it's not a boss, and I'm like, how are you hitting me this many times, and you're not even a boss? Like, yeah. so I would get frustrated in those moments, and then I'd kind of back away, and, but, I mean, I was did trying to die a lot? Comment. Like, how did, how did you make it yeah. through the game relative, I, I would say you made it through relatively quickly compared to most people's experiences with it. So, did you find yourself dying a lot? Did you just really pick up on the timing of the dodging and parrying? Like, what, what was your way through that game? There were definitely certain enemies that I learned the patterns better than others, and and then like I said with one of the um what was that boss the one that was sort of up on the rooftop or not on the rooftop but you know like there was one that you and Derek castle. talked about where there's a really yeah. cool like visual element to it as yeah well. and he's doing like lightning moves and stuff and I I killed him without dying which apparently is pretty crazy but then like other bosses like just kept wrecking me so like the um. There's like a ghost one. Okay. I don't know if you remember the ghost one. I don't know if I got that far. I don't, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, and she was before that dude. And she like killed me probably like 15 times, maybe 20. I don't even know. So I don't know. It's just, it was all over the place. Yeah. There was no yeah. consistencies to how well I was doing. So maybe that was part of the frustration too. Cause I feel like a game should progress as you're going along. Like the difficulty kind of going one level up 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 and for me i guess it was just all over the place so i don't know i got gotcha. you but, um, but, but over, yeah. overall did you did it i know we were done talking about rankings for the most part did it did it move up your like personal favorites of the year or was the frustration a little too much and you still just admire it but don't love it like where, yeah, where think, does it land for you i think i had it around seven or eight and I, i'd say it probably stays there yeah. Again, I absolutely acknowledge that, like, the combat is super cool. And, like, if you want to play that game for, like, 50 hours and be, like, amazing at the combat, like... And I've seen some um, some GIFs. There's, like, somebody on Twitter. I forget his name. I, I think they mentioned him on Easy Allies that, like, he's, like, this super, like, uh, Sekiro master. And I've seen some GIFs of, like, him just dodging stuff in these ways. And I'm like, how is he even doing that? I don't even know what that move is. Yeah. And it look, looks amazing, but, like, I, I never got on that level. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, but it, 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 I mean, yeah, it's super awesome. Samurai yeah, stuff. You is got awesome. on the level enough to complete the game, and what yeah. I think is a pretty <laughs> impressive. I mean, it's not like you skipped out on work; you were still working the last couple of weeks, you yeah. know, still doing life. So that's impressive to me that you were able to wrap that game yeah. up. I did drag my body over the finish line, though, Tim. I did drag my body. <laughs> That's pretty much what it felt I, like. I think I've landed where Derek landed on this game, and that is that I like it and I admire it, but I really don't see myself going back to it. I, who knows? Who knows what will happen? Yeah. But I don't see myself going back to it as much as I do acknowledge that it's really good. What do you think about Ori from what you've played well, so Ori's, far? Ori's actually a good palate cleanser because I, I, I looked up how long to beat um, <clears throat> yeah. on average. It seems like it's around 8, 10-ish hours so definitely shorter than what Sekiro – well, I mean, I guess I beat Sekiro, you're saying, a little faster than some people. but It seems like um, it, but I don't know. But it's also not as punishing as Sekiro. Like, there's definitely some um, um, platforming that's a little challenging in the game, but, like, it's it's fluid and it's fun and it's beautiful and the Did music – Did you get to either of, like, the tree or, or temple escapes yet? Yes, I just finished the water one. Yeah. That Those was super pretty cool. cool. It's very cool. Very crazy, but – very cool dude the music is wow amazing yeah. like yeah. the music is unbelievably amazing um yeah. and the first five minutes is like oh hey like 
hold my beer movie up because yeah. I'm just going to make you cry. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be curious to hear what you think when you wrap it up. Yeah, as well. I like it. Uh, a couple things I'm playing this week. I just finished up Outer Worlds. Um, what, a, what a great game. Really, really enjoy it. <clears throat> still still maintain some of my minor gripes with some of the combat and stuff, but I would suggest anyone who's like me who doesn't love Fallout-style combat, there are guns and there are weapons and abilities that can make that game more fun. You just have to find the right gun. Um, so for me, it was just the right pistol and the right <clears throat> uh, auto-assault rifle, um, getting the right um, uh, mods added to it, and yeah. leveling up the right abilities. Then I was like, oh, I'm actually doing damage and I'm having fun, and yeah. So I, I did enjoy it. My story ended. I, I was mostly a good guy. I didn't yeah. kill everybody <clears throat> on every planet. I think it's impossible to be, impossible to be like fully good in, the, right. in those games. So. Right. They do. They do. Fa- they do make you uh, force you to make a few tough decisions, especially there at the end, the main storyline. You have to make some calls that are like, oh, I don't know what the best choice is here. So it was yeah. good. It was really good. I also dove into Thronebreaker: The Witcher Tales, which apparently um, CD Projekt Red at one point had already had said definitively, this is not going to come to Switch. We don't have the time or development available to do that. And here it is. It's on the Switch. Just came yeah. out a couple weeks ago or last week. Maybe. Um, so Thronebreaker, if you're wondering what it is, it is essentially a more fleshed out, um, full-on story-based RPG with all the combat based around Gwent, or at least a much, I would say a much deeper version of Gwent. So the the same basic premise of that card game is intact, where you've got a couple of rows, and you can use fog or rain or things like that to increase or decrease certain attacks, and you're basically trying to win two out of three rounds just with a point total. But they add a ton of additional stuff, everything from leader abilities to there's also all sorts of defensive points that you can add now. There's actually kind of mid-round attacks you can do to attack their cards or consume cards to kind of power up certain ones. It's all very... It's just Gwent to the extreme, basically. If you played the Gwent like mobile or Xbox or PS4 game, it's closer to that than the Witcher 3 version of Gwent. But it also has an isometric kind of adventure look to it. You can wander around and gather supplies and talk to characters and run quests. Um, but all the combat is that card-based combat. Um, I'm having trouble... Is it within the world? Like It, within... it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's I like have side not characters a... and stuff, right? I have not hit a character that I recognize yet. Okay. But you you play the queen of um, I forget the name of the first area. There's two regions that you're queen of, but one of them is Rivia, which is obviously where okay. Geralt is from. So and he's on the cover, so I assume he's going to come into play at some point as well. Yeah. It feels like something that happened either before or during Witcher Three because they're talking about Nilfgaard attacking. Okay. So I'm not really I'm not really sure on the timeline, but um, it's all very well written. It's all fully voice acted. Mm-hmm. So if you're really big into the Witcher lore, which I, of course, am, uh, and if you liked Gwent, if you like card-style games, if you could use that type of kind of strategy, thoughtful game, and you're not looking for something very action-oriented, I recommend it. If card games do not do it for you, then I don't recommend it, because that's really what it is. It's a it's an RPG card game. But overall, pretty fun. And then lastly, I'll just mention real quick, I started uh, some Red Dead online this weekend. Oh. I re- re-downloaded Red Dead 2. I want to try some online. And I have not been able to experience much of it because the load times and things that glitch you out and crash the game are all over the place. Oh, so geez. I don't know if... Still? It's it's not great. So it reminds it me of my time with GTA Online where it was like, yeah, parts of this sound cool and look great and I want to get into it. And I played for a little bit. But as soon as I try to load something... Like I tried to go uh, change my character's appearance. You get a couple of chances at changing their appearance. And I had created some really dumb-looking girl character and i wanted to make her look cooler i wanted to make her look real tough sure and i tried to just go change her appearance 
and it just sat there loading and i looked it up on reddit and stuff and they're like yep infinite load screen if you try to change appearance they need to patch this um <laughs> things like that sure. and i was like great i have to restart my game um also i loaded up oh they have some cool new paths you can take so you can do free roam where you just go out there and take general missions go hunting fight people whatever um or you can actually select a like a store kind of a story path or like a, a trade so you can become a trader or a collector a bounty hunter um there's all sorts of different like i guess you can call them jobs that you can decide hey i want my character to be good at this job out in that world so um so i, I tried one or two of those but again sat in the loading screen until it crashed out so i want to play it more but rockstar you got to help me out yeah so, that's I mean, GTA Online is obviously in a in a fantastic place because that game that it is now, that game right? that yeah. mode is making them a boatload of money, like an obscene amount of money. So I don't know. I yep. I feel like they're kind of trying to do what they did with GTA Online with Red Dead Online. I just yeah. don't think it's gonna, at the end of the day, be successful as it was. With yeah, if you go one. if you load up Red Dead Two and you hit the right or left bumper button or L one or R one on your PS four. Um, it'll take you to the online screen instead of the story mode. And there's a ton of options. There's like the ones I just mentioned, free roam, bounty hunter, trader, all that kind of stuff. There's also PVP options. There's, you know, you can form a posse and go out there and, and play together. Um, but still, when it did finally load in for me, I, I was able to load in twice and play a little bit, ran a few missions. And of course, I get to the center of town. I see a couple other players and I do the emote to wave and they kill me. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's great. Load up again. Welcome to the Wild West, Tim. Yeah. Woke up again, you know, respawned, and I went to go to the post office to start some other mission, and they're chasing me down, killing me again. I was like, okay, there's got to be some way in these games where they can make that piece of it more fun or make a little more sense. What they did let me do, though, is they let me um, file charges against that person. It told me the name of them, and you could file charges against them. So now there's a reward on their head and things like that. So they, they added that piece into it, but... I don't know. There's always that risk when you play online with with strangers or random sure. like that. Um, it yeah. it is what it is. So I guess if I don't like that, I can just go back to single player mode and explore. Just, but it almost just seems like a copy and paste too of GTA Online. Like I want something unique. Like I want them to have like servers where there's like I don't know X amount of people and you like actually choose a role. Like say you just want to be like a regular person in the town. You can do that. Do you want to be a police uh, or not police, but the sheriff or something? You can do that. If you want to be a train person conductor, like just when, something you want to be the mayor. You can you have to actually yeah, run a political mayor. campaign. Yeah. <laughs> like I want it to be like you're living in the world. And I doing... think Rockstar will do something like that. Not too yeah. far in the future. I, I do something believe unique, you know? Yeah. But yep. I don't know. Well, uh, no pants. Derek has joined us. And, oh, gee, uh, hey, there he is. Of course, he's he's here. And of Derek, course, he's any... zoomed into his stupid uh, crotch area too. So thanks, <laughs> appreciate it. Don't. Uh, every time we draw attention <laughs> to it, he exposes it even more. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Derek, anything you've been playing this past week you want you want to mention before we dive into 2015 and on? Yeah, let's talk about the best Star Wars game ever. Okay. The greatest Star Wars game ever. I am playing Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Re- you know, really good one. Coming. Really, really good one. Yeah. I did if the same only, thing. Before. If only Star Wars Fallen Jedi or Jedi Fallen Order had a world like uh-huh. Dragon Age Inquisition. It would be the perfect game. Preach. Uh, Amen. Yeah. You know, yeah. majority rules. So you. the fact that there's two of us. <laughs> And there's yeah. only one of you. Yeah, are right. That's how politics work. Right? Yeah, I just and... finished. I I just finished Outer Worlds, and the whole time I couldn't stop thinking, like, why isn't this more like The Witcher? 
Where are the <laughs> monsters I'm supposed to fight? You know, why aren't they singing the toss a coin to but me? Like, I don't understand. Tim, it didn't make any sense. If the game did play like The Witcher, you'd like it more, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, that wouldn't make any All sense right. in that game. All right. All right, well. but being serious, lame joke aside... Um, and I've posted a few times in the group about this, but since not everybody... You're rediscovering your love story with yeah. Dragon Age. Well, it's even different than that. Like, I've always had high praise for the game, because I re- mainly because when it launched, I was like, this is my game of the year. But I still kind of struggled through the game. Like, I don't remember... Like, I remember playing, like, 20 hours straight and then taking, like, a two-month break from it and then coming back and beating the game. Or maybe I played 30 hours taking a break and came back and played another 30 or 40 hours and, and finished the game. But I remember kind of struggling through it because the game is really massive. And when I say massive, I'm not talking about it's such a huge open world. I'm talking about there's so many systems to learn. There's so much lore. There's so much character building. Like there's so much of everything that I, I remember the first time I played it, even as a huge Dragon Age fan, I was kind of overwhelmed. But I still walked yeah. away from it really liking the game because, like I said, it was my game of the year. So anytime somebody would bring it up, I'm like, I love that game. I love that game. But now I can say I'm 26 hours into my second playthrough. Now, this is, I played originally on the PS4. I'm now playing on PC. So I am getting a visual upgrade and the, the game is running better. But that's not what is making me love the game. I would say even more like it's now climbing the ladder to where i'm starting to go okay this is at the level of the witcher 3 what i would put the witcher 3 ahead of dragon age is i think the witcher 3 is more fun to play i think dragon age gets really really fun when you get where i'm at where you're unlocking all these special abilities and you become almost op like i'm going in and just destroying everybody and the reason why is I'm pretty much 100%ing the game. Like every area I'm going into, I'm doing every task. Like every little task that I know I ignored in the first playthrough, I'm doing in the second one because I'm not in a rush to uh, get to the story or to post online. I beat the game. There's no rush. There's no um, need to talk about the game. I'm just playing it for fun. So I feel a little more relaxed just kind of going through it. And, obviously, I've played this before, even though it was, I think it came out in four, 2014, so it was six years ago that I play, like, played it originally, but I beat it in 2015, um, and I have come back to it and started it multiple times. Like, I have a second playthrough on PS4 that I started, and I have a playthrough on Xbox One, but I'm now... This is my playthrough. I'm not going to quit it and then go to the other ones. This is my second playthrough. I'm going to go see it through the end. I'm probably about halfway through the main story. And I'm actually even enjoying the story a lot. Like, I remember a lot of it, but I've forgotten a lot of it. And so I'm picking up on more things. Um, Plus, and I'm not going to spoil the game, but if if Tim ever does, like, you know, go, you know what, I'm just going to play it. I'm going to give this a shot. Once you the whole story is revealed and you know who everybody is and you know the mm. whole story. Right. Because the DLC has really uh, major like plot points in it as well. So I've played that as well. And you go back and you play it a second time, you pay attention to everything more. You know what mm. I mean? 
like yeah, you know especially like this the certain one individual that i think that's yes, who you're yeah. talking about right yeah yeah i didn't want to say it but like bioshock like when i beat the bioshock games or bioshock infinite like after you beat them and you know the whole story and you go back and play it and you know the twist or you know certain characters are not who they say they are or whatever you pay attention to what they say and then you the fun of it for me at least is you watch how they how they foreshadow everything and that's it's what not I'm like. unlike when you rewatch Sixth Sense after you get the big reveal. Yeah. For those of you who saw it and didn't, like I never saw it coming. I saw the big twist at the end. And I was like, "Holy crap! How didn't I not see it?" Yeah. And of course, upon rewatching it, I was like, "Oh, oh he yeah." Told, he told us this the entire way through. Yeah. It's just yeah. it was subtle. So I, I'm with you. I like when they when any kind of story yeah. can deliver it that way. That's cool. But this game is. I just I want to give it its praise. Yes, it, it has a lot of fans, but it also has a lot of haters. It's kind of like to me. If I had to compare it to a game online, it would be like Zelda Breath of the Wild. The ones that love that game, love that game. And then there's just those, I don't want to say Nintendo haters, but in, in a way, some of them are. And some of them are just people that are like, you know what, I didn't like the game. But there are a lot of people that are very... There are people who went into that themselves. hearing everyone love it so much. And when they were like, all right, fine, show me how good this is. Oh, this isn't fun. I don't want to do yeah. this. I had and a so conversation they... online with some guy who was like, it was so stupid because I later on saw him post, and I'll explain what I mean. But like, he he posted on on some of these Zelda Breath of the Wild, saying that it was such a huge letdown that he expected more. That if you're going to create this big game and you're going to be a big company like Nintendo, you need to bring something new every time. I said that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That you're basically saying every they major need to bring something new. Uh, this wasn't anything new. This was yeah, all the same. It, it has to be how he wanted it designed so we got in a little fight later on i saw him this is in a big group podcast unlock like months later i see him praising this game that did nothing new uh, i'm like i wanted to yeah, go in there and be petty and be like biatch uh you you said breath of the wild had to bring something new but this game is basically a copy and paste of every game but anyways so anyways so wait, wait a second say, just to make sure i follow you you're saying that if someone criticizes a game because it's not something else they <laughs> wish it were then they need to shut up and just enjoy the game that's well, trying to be is that what I you're think, saying i think to be fair derek's just being a wise you know the bad word um just say I, it say wise ass <laughs> say it he's being a wise ass it's a stupid wise ass um <laughs> i think honestly it was the cynicism people had the cynicism from dragon age 2 to going into this one because oh, Dragon Age true. 2 yeah, did yeah. not go over well because again the recycled environments like yeah. they didn't do a lot yeah, like, like they didn't like the combat which I thought was fun it's like actually it was fine. more yeah. fun to play but they In wanted the first their one. they wanted their coder they wanted their Knights of the Old Republic con yeah. uh, combat but I um, think maybe it was a bit of that cynicism carrying over they're like well okay you you know fool me once shame on you and then they went into that one and it's like I don't know I mean, but yeah, you the, run a it, castle in that one. Like, that's pretty awesome, you know? But I, I'm also seeing it, I mean, it's with any major release. I saw it with The Last of Us. I saw it with The Witcher 3. When you have a huge game that is getting nines and tens, you're always going to have those cool people that are just, they get it and you guys don't, that they've played this game and it's not as good. Don't say his as, name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> We've talked about him way too much in the last couple months of episodes. If it's not a walking simulator, <laughs> it's not legit. But anyways, so, so I just wanted to give Dragon Age some love because I, I got to say, I 
when I first started replaying it, I was like, oh, this game kind of feels dated. Like, maybe you just liked it because you just love Dragon Age. And, and of course, that could be part of it. But the combat is really fun. Like, I always... I, I The reason why I was like, maybe you don't like it as much as you think you do is because I was like, I don't really like Diablo combat. And it's very close to Diablo. It's more strategy, but it's very close to Diablo. It's just yeah. hold right trigger down... And he'll do that standard, you know, whatever your role you're playing. I think um, I remember, too, in the beginning having a, a, a struggling a bit because it kind of wasn't a, enough abilities that I was doing. And, like, yeah. the the enemies were, like, not just falling over easily. Like, there was yeah. some more challenge at the beginning of the game. And then once you start kind of learning more abilities and leveling up, it, it does become a bit easier. But then it gets more fun. It's like definitely full-on yeah. RPG. Like, if you really... Yeah level up your character to your play style and then follow that and really pay attention to what you're doing. And, and, and there's a, t this is probably what I love the most is there's so much armor, so many uh, weapons, and then you can go and get all these blueprints and create your own. So like my character, I'm playing a rogue character and I'm just using daggers. I'm not using bow and arrow arrow. And, I've created these OP daggers. Like, both of them are amazing. So I can just go in, do a couple special moves, and take big enemies down. But Dragon Age Inquisition is an absolutely amazing game. I, I really highly recommend it to anybody and everybody. Of course, it's going to have haters, but I really think it's like any game. I think we've got... And we've talked about this before on the podcast. We've gotten to a place where we get so many games that if we're not instantly gratified, we move on. And that's not how I used to play video games. Like, I remember some of the, the games that I loved the most, like Fallout 3. If I would have given up on that and had the patience that I have now, I would have never loved Fallout 3. That's just one example. There's a ton Well, I would of say that there. even in the last couple of years, uh, I think, I know you finished it. I think you did at least. Red Dead Redemption 2, I think you would have loved a lot more if it were released five, six years ago. I just because of the way you used to play I games. I like Westerns. Yeah, you would have I, liked it a lot more, but I it is like slow Red and it's more yeah. than Grand Theft Auto because it's yeah. more my style personality wise. Right. But my issue with that game is too long, too slow. But I also think it's when it came out. Yep. And also the environment we we are in as gamers where, in fact, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. This first two months has been very slow, so I can just sit down. I should have been playing another game, to be honest with you, <laughs> but I can just sit down, like another game I haven't finished, but I can just sit down and enjoy, re replay this game and enjoy it, and there's no rush like, oh, in six days, another game that's I'm yeah. really psyched about. I've still got all of February. Yeah, I've just been playing until, stuff that I feel yeah. like playing. I'm like, you know, I kind of feel like a card strategy game. And so that's why I started playing Thronebreaker. I, I kind of feel like finishing the Outer Worlds. Like I want something where I, my choices make a difference. And we talked about it a lot. And I need to wrap it up. So I played it, but I had no pressure. I have to finish this by X well, date. I just it was just like fun. The Outer Worlds, Dragon Age does have a lot of choices. Uh, it's got all the stuff that I really think Tim would like. It's I a think very Bioware. Have... It's a Bioware game. So Bioware, right? Hey, do you guys think? Speaking of Bioware, real quick before we dive into 2015, do you think? Number one, will they make another Mass Effect game? Also, yeah. do you think that the, let's call it the mixed reaction to Andromeda, which I think, Derek, you and I at least have talked about how we both really loved that game and people were overly harsh on it. Uh, Dan, have you played Andromeda? No, I haven't. Uh, no. Okay. Um, 
but uh anyway do you think you think that mixed reaction to andromeda is going to affect its its future any future release uh i don't think it'll impact whether they release another mass effect i think that's going to come maybe the expectations will be a little lower so people will be less harsh i don't know i think expectations as from fans will be a little bit lower but i also think I want to believe EA has, and Bioware also, has gotten the message because all of Bioware's main franchises are, in a way, while they still get uh, praise, like Dragon Age got praise, it still got pooped on a lot. So same thing with Mass Effect, Anthem, obviously. So I think there's a little bit of a humbling that they've got to go back to the drawing board, okay, and be like, all right, what are some of these other games out there? What are they doing that we're now not doing yeah. that we need to do? Yeah, Inquisition was their last critical success. And like you said, even some critics didn't love it. But overall, what did that game have, like a 90 average? Like It, it was like it was, an 88, 89. It was pretty well-loved. So, oh, it won a lot of Game of the Year. Or, yeah, exactly. But, but that was the only one out, I'll ask. That was the only one probably this gen, right, that got yeah, that kind of love? Yeah, and it came out one year after consoles launched, meaning... To be fair, there wasn't like a ton of 2014 games to compete against it. If Dragon Age came out and let's say it was a little bit of an upgraded version of what it is now and came out in 2018, 2019, probably not going to win Game of the Year. I mean, I would argue that even if it had come out a couple months later in 2015, it wouldn't have won over stuff like Metal Gear and Bloodborne and Witcher and all those. But uh, at least it would have been tough for it to win, I should say that. But still. an absolutely amazing game. Only thing I'll add on, because we do need to move on and, and, and move forward with the show, is I did play, jump back into Division 2 on Xbox. Sorry, Dan. Um, How and dare I actually you? Pl- I actually played with Tim, and I jumped from, my character was a level 17 on Xbox. It jumped all the way to level 23. So we got a lot accomplished um, in that short time. I did you try really, to play. You dug into the lore, right? I mean, you really care about the story. Yeah. The story is really impactful. Yeah. So uh, what Tim's talking about is I'm like, I'm in control. Like, it's my game. Tim jumps into it, and I'm like, all right, I can't find main stories that are at my level, and that's because I didn't realize when he jumped in, the game raises the level. So he's a level 30 character. I'm a level 17 at this time, and all the main stories are, like, level 29. I'm like, why are these all so high? And I didn't realize it had jumped up because Tim was in there, and it actually raised my level to level 29. So it tells you I'm level 17, but I'm playing as a level 29 character. But it still gives you XP and levels you up back yeah. at your kind of official so, level too, which is cool. So I, I'll go, oh, okay, so I'll do this main mission. We'll do this level 29 main mission. And and so I put it on there in the marker, and Tim's like, oh, why don't we hit the side mission on the way there? I'm like, <laughs> so I sarcastically go, oh, yeah, because we need to make sure we flesh out this amazing story and i need to make sure i know everything that's happening it was for xp and loot you dube okay that's all it was for <laughs> that's all it was for so that was pretty much our night that night we just uh yeah. made fun of you so too. you made me buy this game on playstation and then you abandoned me and you played first with of all <laughs> first of all fredos i did not abandon you, you i actually was the only one out of you me and alan space hair <laughs> 
who messaged anybody to say, hey, you want to play? And you ignored me, and then Alan's never on, or I never see him. When did you me- – you mean through the PlayStation or on Facebook? Yeah, I messaged you, and you even got it late, and you're like, I never saw this. Yeah, hey, so then by, I by the way, by the way, we got to jump into our 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, Dan, do you have Monster Hunter World on PS4? Uh, not, not anymore, no. Oh, you had the disc and got rid of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. I was gonna say, we've we've talked about because both Derek and I want to get to the Iceborne Iceborne content, and it's really dumb yeah. that they don't let you just auto create a character where it needs to be to experience it if you bought it. Yeah, but yeah. Whatever. And if they do, I still don't know how to do that. I've looked it up several no, times. No, I looked it up, and it says that you got to finish the main game. Yeah, you have yeah. to basically get to a level sixteen HZ or something. I don't remember the leveling in that. Yeah, but some certain level that you have to be at in the main. That game's just a lot, man. It like, is. It's amazing. I put it's forty really hours into it and yeah. didn't get the true ending or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he got you got to the volcano part when there's still a bunch of elder dragons and other stuff after that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, let's rewind time back to 2015. Tim was living in Ohio then. That's back when I had the same time zone as a lot of you idiots and uh, could actually play games. Why are you talking in third person? Cool <laughs> I don't know because I'm an idiot too. He went back in so time. that was that was 2015, and this was actually. For me personally, this is the year I was finally catching up on the current gen stuff because I had I had held off getting a PS4 or Xbox One. Couldn't decide between the two. Also didn't have money. Finally won a paid fantasy football league and found myself with a few extra hundred dollars from that prize winnings. And I did my research, looked at the exclusives and all that stuff and the power of the machines. This is remember before the X was out, right? And it was the PS4 was a no-brainer because it had all the exclusives that I wanted and the ones that were upcoming. And that's where most of my friends are. So I got a PS4. And so 2015 was a really fun year of gaming for me. I was catching up on stuff I had missed. Um, and I was getting to play what turned out to be a, a pretty incredible year of games uh, that year. So let's jump right in. Some of the new consoles and tech that launched in 2015. The new 3DS came out that year. So four years after the 3DS launched, they had this new version, which would now play slightly improved versions. Um, it had a Super Nintendo what felt like it was going to be a big Super Nintendo catalog turns out to be just a handful of Super Nintendo games they released. And really, honestly, not that many not that many other exclusive to new 3DS games came out to that thing. Um, oh, and don't forget about the Steam Machine. You guys still have that rocking oh, yeah. on your I'm entertainment steaming. unit? Steaming all day, Tim. Steaming I actually all day. owned one. That's Well, it's not technically a Steam Machine, but very close. <laughs> I gave it to my brother. The concept of it wasn't the worst idea. It just, of course, didn't do super well. But the concept behind it wasn't awful, where it's we're trying to create a easier road for mainstream gamers to get into PC gaming. Because it's not as bad as you think, as Derek always says. It's not doesn't have to be as scary as you think. And we're going to try to give you a cost-effective way to jump in. And uh, I don't know why it failed, but he might, one of, not failed, but why it kind of sputtered out, at least. Uh, my, my prediction, my guess, is that you make a machine like that and it so quickly becomes outdated and you can't keep things up to date that, I mean, you can call it a, a, a steam machine if you want to, but within a year or two, you're now having to run things at medium and lower settings uh, yeah. with the machine. And you like couldn't that. upgrade it like a PC. You couldn't upgrade so, it. So, because they were trying to make it a console, but the yep. price point was it's too like 800 high. bucks. Right? Yeah. Well, they had a 400 or $500 version, but it was really like, it was basically the Xbox specs were low. level. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, then I'll just buy an Xbox One. That's really yeah, dumb. Exactly. A um, couple of the noteworthy things that happened that year. We had Kojima Productions launch that year. 
which is nice. a pretty big deal. So I guess if I remember correctly, that's when the whole Kojima Konami stuff, maybe that happened the year before. Uh, but that was around that time when Kojima and Konami had their big falling out because it was right near, that's the year that Metal Gear Solid 5 launched was 2015. So wasn't that the same year that Kojima left Konami, I think? I believe so. Um, bunch of new franchises came out this year, and I'm probably missing some, but just as an example, we had stuff like Bloodborne, Dying Light, Life is Strange, Mario Maker, Splatoon, and Ori all launched that year, among a few others. But uh, it was Wait, a major... Ori's not new, Tim? Or I'm sorry, Ori is not new. I know. Listen, no. I, I appreciate I appreciate that you are thinking the way I think. Yeah. If it's on Switch, it's as if it's a brand new game. Uh, not always the case. Um, but a lot of great new franchises introduced. Um, Bloodborne is one that I totally skipped, of course, because I wasn't at that time. I had an aversion to all Souls-like games. I was like, why do I want to play a game that's just mean to the gamer? Like that doesn't sound fun. This game's mean. This sounds cruel. Uh, it wasn't until I started game sharing with Derek that I had access to it, downloaded it, tried it, didn't love it. Eventually went back and tried it again, and then finally got the hook. Like, oh, now I get it. This is a lot of fun. So anyway, uh, highest scoring game of 2015. What do you think it is? Witcher 3? It's close. Uh, Rocket League. <laughs> no, should have been. It's one of, Me and Derek were saying that the other night. It was uh, the highest scoring game of the year was Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Ah, okay. Oh, wow. Got the highest Metacritic average of 2015. Uh, this was also the year that Satoru Iwata, sorry if I butchered his name, uh, the president CEO of Nintendo. He was only 55 mm. years old. Yeah. But uh, but he died. Um, it was very sad when that happened. He of it course was. left a left a huge impact and and was honored in a whole bunch of different ways that year. Um, but yeah, he died very prematurely. 55 is not that old. No. Um, we kind of mentioned this earlier, Gamergate, uh, Dan and I were talking about this before the show, Gamergate really kind of hit the major news waves and everyone's conversation, at least in the gaming industry around this time. Now I know it started in 2013, 2014, when you had like Zoe Quinn and a few other things that were happening that started to ramp up. And I, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, Gamergate was essentially the name given to a group of people who were, uh, maybe it was the name given to the situation. A group of bullies or online bullies, or they were called online bullies, were going after people like Zoe Quinn and a few other females in the gaming industry because of accusations of cheating or sleeping around with their game developer boyfriends and something else, and then creating a game about their depression and anxiety. And listen, I don't remember all the details. All I know is there was a lot of harassment happening, and I don't think any of that stuff is cool, but I also know that it it really was, at least in the gaming industry, the start of some major... Uh, um, victim, what do we want to call it? It became this moment of like, claim to be the victim and you're going to be the hero in this moment. Mm. Um, now, in some ways that was true. Like there was a lot of, like if you read the articles, there was some awful stuff being said. But here's what's interesting. People like Zoe Quinn and Anita Sarkeesian and a few others, when they She's kind of said, alive. here's what's happening. I think so. Here's what's happening to us. Here's what people are saying. The reaction rightfully should be, that's awful. People shouldn't say that. Those people are horrible. And if they would ever reveal their real names, I don't think they'd talk to you that way. Some of them would. But on the other hand, I feel like they took advantage of their position as the, and they kind of came, they kind of became uh, um, professional victims, which that part annoys me on the other, on the other end of it, where it's like, oh, so you started you a whole company. You can't say that though, because you're white. Well, no one listens to this anyway. <laughs> we started a, they started a company and built a Patreon and come donate. And it was all oh, about geez. this content that I create now as this gaming victim. And 
it, it was when I started finally being like, what is the stuff that Anita, people like Anita are saying? And she would review games like Hitman and talk about how the game encourage, teaches and encourages you to to sneak around and, and use the garrote wire on strippers and then hide their bodies. And it's like, no I one... am an ultimate assassin now because of Hitman. No, no it Thank doesn't. Thank you, Hitman. It doesn't encourage you to do those things. I mean, <laughs> whatever. It encourages you to do it in the game. Which it's kind of like people talk about GTA like where they're game. like, hey, did you know that you can go pick up a prostitute, have right, sex with right. her in the car, and then run her over and take the money? Yes, Rockstar allows you to do that. And you could. I think that we can all agree that's kind of messed up. Mostly cartoony and silly and dumb, but... It's pretty messed up. The game at no, at no point that I can think of actually sends you on a mission and walks you through the steps to do that. Your mind already has to be there. <laughs> yeah. In my in my opinion. But we're terrible, just us human beings. Just terrible. Just as a race, as a human race. <laughs> so Gamergate became a big deal then. It's interesting to see how, how long ago that was, because that doesn't feel that long ago. Um, but that's when that was. Hey, Fallout 4 was announced and released within six months that year. Jeez. That really quick turnaround and i think folks who love fallout already if they're fallout 3 fans most of them really liked it a lot if not loved it other folks like me were excited because i was like yeah maybe i'll finally like a fallout game and i didn't so um anyway fallout 4 i thought that was cool though let's announce it officially there are rumors of course all over the place yeah the Let's announcement, announce the whole announcement, uh, uh, Jesus, the whole announcement ceremony, and it like the six months was awesome. It was very cool, but yeah. I still like Fallout Three more. Mm. So, and, and don't forget, I think cause... that that same day they announced Fallout Four, they released Fallout Shelter, which is a pretty popular yeah. uh, mobile game too, which was cool. All right, that same E3 that we learned about Fallout Four, Microsoft announced backwards compatibility with Xbox 360 games, and everyone lost their minds. As if, cool. X, as if Microsoft has just ever given away free Xbox Ones to everybody. Don't get me wrong. I thought this was very cool. But um, it's one of those things that I still believe that companies should just have baked in. Like, you need to create a transition for your fans of your current gen consoles to get them into the next gen. It doesn't always have to be full backwards compatibility, but you got to think it through somehow. Will the digital purchases carry over? Are we mostly subscription-based? And that carries over. If I put the old school disc into the in the new system will it somehow play what does that do for me as a gamer so the fact that uh microsoft announced this and everyone was starting to go crazy and ps4 of course didn't have it uh for ps3 at that time either so anyway i thought that was interesting that that was such a big deal i was excited about it but it was interesting yeah. that that was such a big deal well it's weird how they just make it sound so complicated you would think it's like when you buy a pc and you upgrade the parts it's like those other games before still work they might yeah. even work better now so it's like exactly. i don't get why you can't just insert the disc it reads the disc and you're like hey i'm playing this game now like yeah. i don't i don't understand but... it shouldn't be because it worked with playstation one games worked in the ps2 no problem right and were they way more technologically advanced back then it, uh, they built in like it, it it's almost like the way they worded it was like the playstation one was sort of like a mini version built into the ps3 so that's yeah. why that works like yeah. and same with um ps2 but i don't know yeah but. yep but hey don't forget that was the same year that summer rocket league launched for free on ps plus for ps plus yeah. subscribers in july of that year this game is almost five years old which is crazy uh and then it went on to become one of the most successful games of the whole generation across all different platforms and uh even though it was free for its first month I think it got in the hands of so many gamers and got so much word of mouth popularity that people continued to buy it after that free month was over. 
uh, it would go on sale all the time for like half price or more. And then it dropped on Xbox One. It was out on PC, of course. It came to Switch. It was everywhere. Couldn't miss it. Like no system is without Rocket League at this point. And, uh, and it's still one of the best games. And they keep that thing updated like crazy. Psionics is the best. Um, so those are the main things that jumped out at me for 2015. It was kind of, you know, in the first two years of new console life cycle, the Switch was not yet on the horizon. Uh, Wii U was still kicking. Uh, for those who had Wii U's, you were getting some fun games like Splatoon and Mario Maker and stuff like that. Um, so you were getting some good stuff. Uh, but it was really all about PS4 kicking butt and Xbox One doing fine. Uh, at this point what were your favorite games from 2015 definitely well rocky league's a special game i play it still daily um but we've talked about this before too rocky league is like if people were asked me what's your favorite game of all time rocky league should be my answer because it's the game i've put the most hours in and had the most enjoyment but there's no emotional attachment to that game so you get mad at other players (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but so my answer yes. is The Witcher Three, and right behind it would be Bloodborne, and then right behind that would be Metal Gear Solid Five. I, by the way, I've thought about reinstalling uh, MGS Five to try it again. Like, is this as good as I remember? Like, I remember it being amazing. Yeah, if, I mean, if you want to actually play a good Kojima game that came out recently, it would be Ooh, Metal Gear ouch, ouch, <laughs> yeah, good one, good one. Dan, what was your favorite for 2015? Uh, the prequel to Death Stranding, Metal Gear. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely Witcher Three. But I, I, I kind of second what Derek was saying. Like, yeah, Rock. It's funny how like you don't maybe consider Rocket League as a favorite game, but it's just like it's just there. It's like not even a game. It's just a thing that's there, and you're like, oh, I'm don't want to jump into something right now. I'm gonna just play Rocket League. Like, yeah, it's just it's like your best friend. You just like, hey, best friend, wanna hang out? Yeah, sure. You haven't <laughs> talked to them in years, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, Witcher 3 for sure. Cause I yeah. had never even acknowledged the first two. Like I, I knew of the first one back on PC and I remember seeing like screenshots randomly at some point and they'd be like, Oh, this game's really, it's based off of some books and it's super cool. Um, when you look back on it now, it, it, the first one looks gross. Yeah. Um, but then I remember the second one coming out on Xbox and like it getting some praise and I was like, Oh, that game looks really cool. It's a shame. It's only an Xbox. And then obviously the third one multi-platform. So. Yeah, 2015 um, might be one of the best years ever. Well, I mean, there's also 2018, but you know, 2015 uh, was amazing. And don't forget that fall, it still had stuff like Halo Five and Assassin's Creed Syndicate. We mm. already mentioned Fallout Four. Um, also, it had one of Sony's best E3s. We talked about how two years prior, Sony's big uh, PS4 E3 was a big deal, right? They took oh, all those shots at Microsoft. But I believe they also. This is when they. Uh, finally revealed the last guardian uh, yeah. they announced well, they announced yeah. Shen- yeah re-revealed you're right uh, they announced Shenmue 3's on the way yep. Horizon Zero Dawn um, 7 remake <laughs> 7 remake i believe yep uh yep. uncharted 4 dreams and again i know some of these we scoff at like dreams now but these were all major reveals and made for one of the most like glee inducing e3 shows that i can remember because it Tim, was just that was an e3 hit after of hit. dreams that was an it really, oh well done well done that was <laughs> a pretty amazing e3 that year as well yeah, yeah not not to forget that but I you're was... right derek i think 2015 is a really strong yeah. year for games looking yeah. back on it but for me it's the witcher 3 uh, i won't say much more about it than you guys have already said it's I, I still think it holds up it's funny i'll play through it now and sure you can see signs of its 
age being five years old, but it's still overall beautiful and a blast to play and so huge and, and such a deep game. But yeah, there's moments where you go to talk to a character and they move out of a weird animation to turn to face you and then go, oh, hello, witcher. You know, and it's just like, well, <laughs> all right. There's still those weird, like, jittery moments or where you, it, it happens. Or your horse. The fact that everybody has the same face and same voice. Asking. Yeah, there's, listen, there's plenty of things about Smile. it that I'm like, dude, if they, when they make Witcher 4, which I think someday will happen, probably not with Geralt, but at some point there'll be a Witcher 4, I think. Uh, we're going to see improvements in all those things. So anyway, Witcher 3 was my favorite from that year and is one of my favorites of all time. And then we move into 2016. A little bit of a uh, weaker year in terms of games, but not a weak year overall, just weaker than 2015, I think. But this was the year of VR. This is when Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, uh, the PSVR, these all released this year uh, across, of course, throughout the whole calendar year. They weren't all at the same time. Um, also, we got the Xbox One S and the PS4 Pro both dropped that year where now you're starting to talk about 4K gaming and there's an upgraded version. Only three years into the life cycle, we had an upgraded version of both of the major uh, consoles. Um, and at the end of the year, actually it was towards the end in October, Nintendo Switch was finally revealed with this really snazzy YouTube commercial that they released to show what the Switch is all about and how it works. And that's the first time we heard the snap noise that now we've all heard a million times, that little Switch uh, iconic noise. Um, and so it was a pretty exciting, it felt like a year where we were setting things up for what became, I think, two of the best back-to-back years we've ever had. Um, but some other cool stuff did happen this year. Annapurna Interactive was created and launched that year. If you're not sure who they are, they make a ton of indie games that Derek will never play. Um, just look Something up very just look up games and they, they publish games just too. Just look up games that Derek will never play. Just look up games Derek will never play and that's mostly Annapurna games. Um, they also introduced uh, games like Overwatch, Axiom Verge, um, so some lesser known, uh, I guess you can call them franchises, or, or at least games were introduced that year. What do you guys think was the highest scoring game of 2016? Persona 5. You got yeah. it. That was it. Persona 5. That's not counting, of course, re-releases uh, or DLC. Actually, The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine got the highest score. And I, you could make an argument that it's a, it's a full spinoff game of its own. But, in my opinion, it is, but I get it. Yeah, but Persona 5 was the first new release. Or, I'm sorry, the highest rated new release of 2016. Uh, that year, EA introduced Origin Access. Either one of you use that? Nope. Yeah. Do I'm you still use it? No. Okay. Yeah, for some reason, Microsoft was giving me a free month, so I took it. I mean, it's, it's a decent platform. It was interesting, though. They tried to create their own store. I think this was them competing with Steam at first, wasn't it? Where it's like, here's our storefront to buy and, and manage and play and launch all your PC games. You get stuff early, too, right? Um, yeah, you get early access to stuff, um, lots of deals. And, and they, they're continuing. Like, here's free games. That's just very cool that companies do this. But between Epic Games, Steam, and, and Origin, there's a couple different... It's the same thing everywhere. You're going to have multiple places to do all your streaming and all your gaming. You just got to pick... One or two. Unless you're like Derek and you pick all of them. Sure. Um, this was the same. This was the year, beginning of the year, that Game Trailers was officially closed down. And, but hey, if it weren't for that, we wouldn't have Easy Allies, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Game Trailers. And I don't remember the entire story behind that. I just remember it being kind of well uh, ugly. So. so Game Trailers eventually was sold by Brandon Jones, I think, who... Um, created game trailers with somebody else, uh, sold it to Viacom. So Viacom owned game trailers, and I think and they shut it down. 
they're the ones that eventually, yeah, like shut it down. So yep, it was not a. They were not the only ones that saw a shutdown that year, though. Lionhead Studio was shut down that year, which I found to be really surprising. We're all still waiting for Fable Four, but in 2016, we were holding out hope that one of the big Xbox exclusives we would see before the end of that generation would be the new Fable game, Fable Four, or maybe just reboot the whole franchise or something. And next thing you know, you see Lionhead Studios close, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess. That's not happening anytime soon. Uh, also, Disney Interactive Studio closed and decided, hey, all of our games are going to be through third-party studios from now on. Yep. Uh, and they also closed down Avalanche, which the next year was picked up by WB. Um, but yeah, Disney Interactive Studio closed that year as well. But hey, some good news. It's not all bad news. The Doom franchise got a next-gen upgrade and was one of the best games of the year. Fantastic game, actually. That Love soundtrack. It. Oh man, you know so I was good. sold on, and everyone says this, and so I know this is not exactly original, but I was sold on Doom when you first get off the elevator and it opens up, and he he cocks the shotgun right with yep. the music, like yep. right as that rock and roll music that is just, that metal is blaring. You just Perfect. like cock. <laughs> That's all you got. Uh, out of also. That? <laughs> <laughs> What are you even doing? I right just now? I wanted to, I wanted to give that space to breathe, and then I was just gonna move on without responding. Uh, yeah. This was this was the first year. 2016 was the first year since 2008 that we did not have a mainline Assassin's Creed game. So people That's like true. me, who listen, I hear all the criticisms of all the Assassin's Creed games, and I love all of them anyway. So I know people make fun of it and the Ubisoft open world formula, blah, 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 whatever. I love it. I love unlocking the map and finding the high points and opening up new areas of the map and finding collectibles. I've always enjoyed that. I probably always will, at least in some way, shape or form. That being said, where we are now, knowing where the, where the Assassin's Creed franchise went and is currently heading, I am thrilled they took a year off. So the year before yeah. we got the year before we got syndicate, which was a fantastic send off to that style of Assassin's Creed game. And uh, now we don't have an Assassin's Creed game in 2016. It's not a mainline one. We had those little 2d side scrolling uh, Mark of the Ninja style Assassin's Creed games. They were okay. Um, but anyway, this was the first year without one of those. And I'm glad that happened. All right. So my favorite game from 2016, it's a real tough call. Now that I've played more games from that year, uh, it's almost Doom, but just barely. My personal favorite was Uncharted 4, but Doom is right behind it. I, Doom went from a game that I was like, no, I'm not going to play that. That looks ridiculous and stupid and gory and who cares to being one of my favorites. So it's really, really close, but I'm going to go with Uncharted 4. I hear all the criticisms about it. I get it. That game is not perfect by any stretch, but boy, is it a lot of fun and it's gorgeous. Still one of the most beautiful games I played this gen. Uh, love the facial animation too, and the performances are amazing. So Love Uncharted 4. That whole series is one of my favorite franchises. So yeah, that was Dan. Year, huh? Dan, what did you like from 2016? Yeah, because I was trying to scroll through just a list to kind of have like a you know an idea. It didn't even list Uncharted, which is weird. But um, even still knowing that, like Uncharted would be a very very close second. Um, uh, but it's definitely Persona 5. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's it's right. A, yeah. A, an excellent JRPG. Um, very long, obviously. That's but like it was it was weird because like. The second that that even popped into my head, we're like, oh, man, this is like this moment right now is just dragging on. Like something would happen in the story. I'd be like, all right, yeah. nope, I'm back in. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like immediate, like it was such weird timing. It, it, yeah. it happened like maybe two, three times as I was playing it. And like immediately something interesting happened. I was like, all right, I'm good. That is a fantastic game, but it is yeah. also definitively in my mind a very Freitas game. 
Yeah. No, absolutely. It's very anime. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. love The Last Guardian, though, when that came out that year, too. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but for me personally, I just found it to be very interesting, moving, unique. Um, again, not the best game ever, ever, and boy, does it have its problems, but I really loved Last Guardian. Shout out to Stardew Valley as well. And Stardew Valley, yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek, oh, what did you like? Well, I liked actually the best JRPG to come out that year, and that would be Final Fantasy XV because it was actually <laughs> fun. And actually good. Wait, that wasn't that year, was it? Yeah. (laughs) God damn it, this list is terrible. Please tell me Mark or somebody who rips on Daniel Freitas is listening to our show so they can call him a fake Dude, Final Fantasy How many fan. games have I, play, have I played fan. in my life? I'm not going to remember every single one. You know, it was a, fan. It, that game was originally slated for September. They moved it back to November. Yes, it was, it released at a weird time. It was like the week after Thanksgiving, I think. I'm not looking at this uh, Also, same day as Watch Dogs 2, which was another game I loved. But yeah, that a lot of it, people it, had it, that problem. I'm sorry. It, did, it wasn't under consideration for Game of the Year. It wouldn't have won anyways, but no, it wouldn't have for the award show because it came out. So like, Also, I'm sorry. I love Final Fantasy, but like 15 just wasn't better than Persona. It just wasn't. So It it just was? No, it absolutely <laughs> was boy. not. All right, moving like, on. Moving on, moving on. Video gaming in 2017. Uh, this is where we finally, guys finally got the console that we all needed, wanted, and deserved. And the Nintendo Switch finally arrived. Oh, you mean the handheld? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell and yeah, hey, bro. admittedly, I play it as a handheld, and it's my favorite handheld I've ever played. Whenever I'm trucking. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> beeping. <laughs> uh, I play my Switch. I got my Switch. So Nintendo Switch was a. It was a revealed, as I said, at the end of 2016. But then at the beginning of 2017, we had this mega Nintendo Direct where they revealed all all sorts of additional details, including pricing and the release date. By the way, it's coming out in two months, and it was all very exciting because it had hadn't felt like we had known about it for very long. And next thing you know, it's about to release in March, which is very exciting. And oh, by the way, it's going to launch with the next Legend of Zelda game. And so I loved that. It was very exciting. Um, it was the first time in a long time that I had pre-ordered a system on launch day. I had for several generations been okay with waiting a little bit till the, till the library built up because I would always have plenty of games to play from previous gen that I was catching up on. No big deal. Uh, but this was the first time that I was like, I got to have this right away. This looks amazing. I skipped the Wii U. So of course I wanted it. Um, but anyway, so I was very excited for that. That was really the main um tech that released in the first half of the year second half of the year we had the snes classic if you were an old school fan but i would argue that more importantly we had what i considered to be the best current mainline console experience in the xbox one x dropped at the end of 2017 uh, as well so those are your main kind of console and tech releases that year um fortnite came out that year which i know is derek's yeah. favorite yeah i love it these damn youths and their fortnite <laughs> But it didn't. If you guys remember, Fortnite didn't exactly land with the bang, like the way that we think of it now, where it's this cultural phenomenon. It wasn't that right away. Well, that's because when it launched, it didn't launch with a battle royale. It launched with like a survival. Yeah. Like there's an actual game mode, mode. like a not a game mode, like a story mode. It was really lame because I actually bought it. So did my brother Jesse White and Rob Rinaldi, and we were all gonna play it. And we played it a couple times, and we were just like. Yeah, this game's great, but you could tell all of us did not like it, and yeah. so we ended up never playing it again. Yep, yep. I think uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds kind of had the yeah the leg up on Fortnite at first, and then Fortnite caught up and 
boy, has it passed it since then. Like, they definitely release it as the mode that Derek's mentioning, and then I think, I don't know if that was their intention to have it be any sort of Royale mode until they've kind no, of saw I what think the, battle... No, I think they're, they were fully invested in the Horde story yeah, yeah. mode, because that was going to be, that was their paid mode, and then they were going to make it free later, but when PUBG blew up, they yeah. countered with that, and then when that blew up, they kind of—I mean—they still have the survival thingy or horde mode, but I don't think yeah, many yeah. people use it. So yeah. basically, it's a completely unoriginal game, and <laughs> it should not be as popular as everyone's. Oh boy! <laughs> hey, don't forget that was also the year that Horizon Zero Dawn, a new IP for Sony, launched, and we got to learn that Guerrilla Games can do more than just Killzone. And holy cow, was that a fantastic game! Indeed. Yeah, we've talked about before how it, its open-world aspects. Uh, the flaws were a little more highlighted because it released alongside a more creative, I thought, open world yeah. exploration experience in Zelda. That being said, love Horizon. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to hunt giant mechanical dinosaurs? Sure. I'm in. Yes, please. I already Absolutely. love this. When they revealed that game a few E3s before this, I knew immediately. I was like, I'm going to love this. This looks amazing. You're sneaking oh, yeah. through the grass. One of the You're... best games ever. Oh, it was so, so good. And I thought it delivered. Um and I cannot wait to see what they come up with uh, for a sequel. I'm assuming for a next-gen uh, sequel. Can't wait to see that. It was really just the climbing slash platforming because of Zelda. Like, Zelda yeah. just, like, broke everything after that. It was like, I, every game needs to be like this. It, it just felt very phoned in. It felt kind of like the Uncharted yeah. game type experience where you're like, oh, you got these clearly marked yellow right. uh, marks on the side where I can climb. Got it. Yeah. Um, whereas with the Zelda, it kind of just blew that whole thing apart. I think yeah. if they can release a sequel for horizon zero dawn i think the world was fine i know people have criticisms i love it i thought it was gorgeous and oh absolutely but my frozen wild was amazing too my biggest thing is i would like to see them dive deeper into the rpg elements as far as yes i want more armor more upgrades more weapons Mm -hmm. i want more upgradable uh armor and weapons and, and yep. parts and all that stuff i want they would need to flesh out the whole looting idea like you've taken down this gigantic robotic monster remember at first like oh you can really loot and take it apart well no you get a couple of like major components Pieces. but boy it would be really cool if they just built that whole thing out a lot more like you said with armor and I, with crafting. I understand why they didn't do it because i think yeah. they really wanted the player to focus on stealth and action and yep. playing the actual game than sitting in a menu and upgrading your character well it but, might yeah. almost go too much monster hunter route because it, it almost kind of you could almost kind of do the same thing it just you're fighting mechanical dinosaurs yeah. as opposed to you know yeah creatures but yeah that's yeah. true that's true yeah. uh but i of course loved that game but what do you guys think neither one of those we just mentioned were um the highest rated of that year, Fortnite or Horizon. What do you think was the highest rated in 2017? Zelda. Hmm. Yeah. Say Zelda. Or, or Mario, Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. Hey, it's a tie between those two. Breath, <laughs> Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Good job, Nintendo. Um, I can't think of many first years for any console that had that many amazing games on it. Yeah. There's been there's been a few. Nintendo had to do it. They had Nintendo. To. They they absolutely had to. You're right. They they were not doing well with the Wii U for a bunch of different reasons we've already covered, but they released breath of the wild, Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Chronicles two. And, and yes, it was a re-release, but I think the superior version of Mario Kart eight, all within that first like nine months of that system being out. And boy, am I glad they did that. And you had pretty much 
a different type of experience and major, major release. And not to mention surprises like Mario plus Rapids and things like that. You go down the list. But Nintendo killed it that first year. And you're right. They had to. They had to deliver. And I think they did. I think even though it started a little bit slow, um, and we've talked about how recently they need to slow down the game releases and have someone at the wheel not letting everything release on the system. But um, also that year, so more on the sad side of things, uh, Visceral Games closed that year. Uh, so they went away. But EA acquired Respawn, and we all know after that happened, they create went on to create probably the best game of 2019. I think we could all agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. let's Dragon not just gloss Eight, over the... Let's not gloss over the visceral games going away. I mean, I know. Yeah. Let's gloss like, over it. Not, Let's like, also gloss no. over his dumb passive aggressive stuff. <laughs> crap. I'm passive aggressive. Which was the best Star Wars game that you've been playing recently? All right. So, uh, Dragon Age. Scalebound scale was officially canceled after a lot of rumors that floated around for a while. They, Microsoft I heard something confirmed. where Platinum Games wanted to actually make that game still. Yep. I'd all like I remember is do it. All I remember is Phil Spencer essentially saying. Hey, this is just gonna be better for gamers. I'm like, was it that bad that <laughs> creating this game was gonna be bad gotta, for everybody? Maybe I'm reading into something, or I just want to. But the fact that Platinum would come out recently and say we really want to make that game makes me wonder if behind closed doors, the last couple of years, if Phil went to them and said, "Hey, we're gonna cancel this game, but let's," and they didn't do this right away. Maybe he came back to them like a year or two ago. And said, hey, we've got this new Xbox we're launching. We'd actually want you to build this game, start over, and build it for this system. Because I really do think, if you look at it, I'm not making things up. Microsoft has basically shut down software for Xbox One. And they've done it for yeah, the last pretty much. years. Yep. So yeah. they're clearly stacking up, if they're really doing this, all their major releases. And we What if they do what this. Nintendo did? And they release yeah, some that's what I'm saying. killer app. I mean, they what bought all those studios. One thing this gen that has been said over and over that Phil has heard over and over. You guys don't have any games. You guys don't have any games. You guys yep. don't have any games. You guys don't have any games. I think they're prepping for next gen and they're going to blow us away with new IPs and obviously returning IPs that we love. And I think I'm not saying they'll do this, but I would think it would be pretty cool if they went to Platinum Games like a year or two ago and said, hey, why don't you start working on this game? We want to re-release or actually release it, but on the new Xbox. Agreed. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, Also that year, Nintendo launched what turns out to be currently their most profitable mobile game to date, and that's Fire Emblem Heroes, which has made them... They just sent me an email about like a three-year anniversary or something. Yep, yep. So that thing's been out for three years and continues to make so much money for them. And that doesn't count like Pokemon Go because that's not a Nintendo app, technically. Right. Uh, also, don't forget the same during that E3, during the Nintendo Direct, Nintendo, by the way, killed it in that Direct. Switch had just released and they were like, by the way, here's what's coming. It's Mario plus Rabbids and Mario Odyssey and Xenoblade 2. And and we're working on Metroid Prime 4, which sad news, they had to reboot uh, like a year or two later and they're still working on it. But that's the same year they announced, hey, we have a brand new mainline Pokemon game coming to Switch. And now, of course, that just came out this past fall. Um, so that was a major E3 for Nintendo uh, coming off the heels of a really successful launch of the Switch. My favorite game from that year, I think 2017 was an absolutely stellar year for video games. But if looking at it to me, the hands-down winner is Breath of the Wild. Um, I still loved other games too. I think that's the game that uh, Assassin's Creed Origins came out. 
Mm-hmm. Loved that game. Was that Andromeda 2? Was 2017? Or was it 2018? Yeah, no, that was 2017. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so that was a, an amazing year. We've already talked about a lot of the games that came out that year. But for me, it's it's all about Zelda. My, my son Shepard's playing it again now. Um, started from the beginning, and he's going through it. And I've been kind of watching over his shoulder as he plays it. And I'm like, this game is the best. It's just so, so good. And just watching it through... Uh, in almost nine-year-old's eyes as he's playing it and exploring and loving it, I'm starting to realize like there's something magical about a game like this. I know we can criticize it for not doing things we want it to, like Derek, you mentioned earlier with certain posters and whatever else. But again, a game that's made for someone with imagination and desire to have adventure and explore, Breath of the Wild is perfect. So I loved it. So my thing was is in 2017, I actually voted Breath of the Wild as my game of the year. But as you guys know, I replay games and then I change things. So my pick for 2017 is not Zelda. It's actually Mass Effect Andromeda. Whoa! I would say a close second would. Yeah, and I would say a close second would actually be Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that would leap it too. Oh, that one was a close second for me. Horizon was second place for me. Yeah. Yeah, Zelda drops a couple spots, not because it's bad, and I didn't vote for it for nostalgia reasons. Because anybody knows me knows I'm not a Zelda fanboy. But I still really like the game. But on a replay value, those two games are more fun to go back to. I beat both of them a second time. And I would go back to them for a third time. And I know I'll do it. You guys know how I am. But I won't go back to Zelda. I mean, I might start it up like I did uh, a couple months ago. But I never... It's just so big. I'm like, I don't really want to do all that. That was a year that I remember thinking there wasn't an absolutely huge deluge of games that I loved, but there were probably like seven or eight that were legitimately felt like a tie because I loved them all so much, which is a lot. That's a lot of games to have as like, these are some of my favorites. I I can't pick. Like 2019 was different. I didn't really have a, let alone a huge group of favorites. I didn't have one favorite, let alone like seven or eight that I had. It was more of, here's a bunch of games that I think are really great. And so 2017, though, were like Mario Odyssey would have won many other years if it had released then. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 would have been my favorite on other years. Assassin's Creed Origins would have been my favorite if it had released, let's say, a year before or two years before. So anyway, um, Dan, what did you like from 2017? Um, so I wanted to give a actually shout out to Hollow Knight and The Evil Within 2. Yep. Especially The Evil Within 2. I actually liked that one more than the first one. Um, I just an excellent game. I love that like open section towards the beginning there. I just thought that that was really cool. It was actually really fun to play. For a horror and game, still scary. Kind of brand new. Yeah. Most, I don't think there is any horror games that. Yeah, so I guess I, that's when I missed. That was the franchise I was introduced that year. I forgot Evil Within came out that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually gonna pick my favorite was Near Automata. We didn't even mention that one. That game's amazing. Yeah, it's really. Oh, I'm good. sorry, Derek. Is that too uh, too Asian for you? Was that game? That game was released <laughs> early are that you year. Even right? American? Like, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> was uh, um, was was that released at the beginning of the year, right? Um, uh, I believe. It feels like a beginning of the year so. game. February, yeah. Boy, February. I I loved that game too. Yeah, that game, that yeah, game just really. really and like, you finish it the first time, and like, spoilers. The game has like multiple parts where you like. You think you finish it, and you're like, okay, well, it. But it you actually aren't done. Like you're no. You finish chapter one of three, really, is what happened. Yeah. 
but I don't really, yeah, it's like, I don't even really know how to explain it, because it's almost like you kind of go back to the beginning, but, like, because you're doing other things. you complete like, the story, but you play that same story over, but it's different perspective. That's why I think that play. game that game did a disservice to itself in making you play every moment from the start all the way to the end as another yeah. character, the second chapter. I wish they would have done a little bit more of a fast forward, because chapter three is so good. Yeah, and yeah. the way they wrap it all up is so great. So anyway. Yes, because um, I did finish the first playthrough, but because I hated it so much, I had no desire to do a second or a third. Yeah, I, I don't. Because like, no. you're a jerk. I actually, I, I find that to be a legitimate criticism of it, though, like making you replay the entire story just from a slightly yeah, different no, point of view. Obviously. They should have redone, the, the, re, should have rethought that. Um, because when they got to chapter three, it was like, oh. Totally new character, and they're actually now continuing from the end of chapters one and two. Or, and wise. it's not a ridiculously long game, but I will say this: if it's you're not. going, if your goal is to get somebody to play it three times, it's really just twice, wanna, and then it you, continues. You would probably want to shorten the game a little bit. The third chapter is not a replay of the same story; it it actually okay. continues, yeah. but it's it's very confusing. But anyway, good call on Nier. That was a great game. Yeah. All right, that moves us into call there, Daniel. That moves us into 2018, which uh, we just talked a lot about 2017. All the games there. 2015 was great. I don't know. I think 2018 might be the best of the bunch. It's hard to say. I'm not really sure. Serious? So was the was it the E3 in 2017 or was it E3 for 2018 that opened up with God of War? Well, it couldn't have been 2018 because that's right. So then it was 2017, right? Ooh, I feel like Sony revealed that they're working on a new God of War, like in that big 2015 or maybe 2016. No, no, I I don't remember. Well, whatever year it was, that was the one that I think tied with the one that Final Fantasy VII and Shenmue three, like because that E three was amazing with God of War opening up. Like, yeah, we were just looking at that. I already lost where that year. Spider Man also, I think that was the. That was the dude. Sony killed it that year. That was Monster Hunter. Was that same one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. Well, 2018, uh, the only consoles in tech I could find uh, was the PS Classic came out that year to a resounding thud. That was not a great. That was not a great collection of. It's all right, Tim. I added games, games to it, and now mine is better. So. <laughs> oh, you, uh, you, you Jimmy rigged it a bit, did you? Yeah, gotcha. just a little bit. Just a little bit. Gotcha. That's actually that makes it really great then. Yeah, it does actually. Um, some new new games that came out that year of note, uh, just a couple that I wanted to highlight. There might be others you guys want to call out. Uh, Dead Cells came out that year. Still think it's one of the best side-scrolling combat experiences. Celeste is really great. Uh, Astrobot, probably my favorite VR experience I've had so far, um, was Astrobot. What do you think was the highest scored game of 2018? Red Dead Redemption 2 or God of War? What do you think, Derek? Uh, I know you're looking through those games from that year right now. So what what do you think was the highest rated one? Probably God of War. It was Red Dead Redemption 2 was rated the highest. It shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been. (laughs) Um, Okay, sure. But spoiler alert, it was not my pick for favorite game of the year, though it was close. Um, Dude, this is when Microsoft really started to just throw money around and started buying up devs. Yeah. So they acquired devs like Ninja Theory, Undead Labs, Playground, Compulsion, Obsidian, and even hired a bunch of people to start up their own new one called The Initiative, which, by the way, Phil Spencer has recently teased that, hey, he got to play what they're working on, and it's unbelievable. So he could be lying, but who knows? Probably not. Um, this was that summer where that horrible shooting happened at the Madden tournament. You guys remember when that oh, happened? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. the guy killed two people, injured 10, and then killed himself. So there were Weren't three they like live streaming it too? 
I don't know about that. Maybe. No, I'm saying like I think that the game, like the whole like event, was being live streamed or or yeah, filmed. I th- or yeah, something. I think I think it wasn't. I think you could hear some kind of noise and screaming, and then it cut. Or yeah, they cut like off. That. Yeah. Very disturbing. Very horrible. Very sad. Derek and I actually talked yeah. about that that summer when that happened. That was that was really sad. Um, Telltale Telltale Game Studio announced a majority studio closure, which is basically we're firing everyone and leaving a skeleton team back to finish off a couple things. But Telltale all but shuttered its doors. I thought surprisingly in 2018, I had no idea it was bad. Yeah. To me, that was a surprise closure for me. Um, but thankfully Skybound has picked up where they left off, at least for some of their IP there. Um, there's probably some other things in 2018, but I couldn't find a whole lot. Um, th- let me know if you think of something that I can't think of, but I do know my Excellent favorite games, amazing games. This, all three systems were just killing it this year. And my favorite from that year though, was God of War. I thought it was amazing um i'm actually getting ready to do a at least a start to restart another playthrough of that i love that game and i i know it's probably going to be a while but i cannot wait until we get to play more because i feel like they just barely scratched the surface of what they can do with kratos and and atreus and their adventures there in the um i don't know scandinavian style countries the nordic myth yeah. mythology stuff so uh, what did you guys like from that year and red dead redemption 2 by the way was a very close second and right behind it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, those three to me were all so, so good. Um, Can I just, what, like, rattle off a bunch? Go for it. Like, uh, Detroit Become Human came out. Yeah. Um, Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Um, scrolling up, Smash Brothers Ultimate, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Um, just an obscene amount of games. Um, yep. Spider-Man w- should be my favorite. I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man is pretty much like I love Spider-Man and I love Final Fantasy. But it was it was amazing, but it wasn't the best. Yes, but God of War definitely was my favorite. Yep. So, yeah. God of War for me. Yeah. Um, I played that one through twice, and Tim and I talked about it Friday night. It's attached to some bad memories, so I struggled to yeah. get through the first time I played it, not because the game was bad, but my personal life was. I remember you starting and stopping like a bunch of times. Yeah, but the second time, like I couldn't play it more than like 20 minutes and then I would have to get up and go for a walk. But like the second time I played it when I was a little bit calmer, a little bit better in my life, and I enjoyed it, like thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, that's another one that kind of, borders on what horizon zero dawn does i'm not saying it needs to do it because it's not an open world game and i don't want to transform every game into the same thing but it has upgrading and stuff like that but it doesn't go extremely deep on it but uh, i liked the depth that they had it wasn't too much but there was some really cool upgrades i thought i thought i thought it did better than horizon zero dawn Um, definitely but yeah, I, I really I don't know if you could really do it more because, again, you don't want to get to where if you're going to use Kratos going yeah. forward, you don't want to get it to where he's like changing his equipment. Yeah. All the time, so. Well, hey, don't forget that same year uh, you get the complete remake of Shadow of the Colossus came out on PS4, which was a gorgeous remake of one of my favorite games of all time. Gorgeous, and, but it's a terrible game. Oh, it's an amazing game. And then Forza <laughs> Horizon know. 4, if you wanted to really show off the power of the Xbox One X. Actually, uh, Tim, you know what? I made, I made a mistake. I we forgot what the best game truly actually was for 2018. Oh, did we? Uh, yes, and it was Fallout 76. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're right. It's Fallout 76. It's time to rethink everything. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's I have a lot of bitterness towards that game. <laughs> you and many other people. 
And we wrap things up with, of course, last year. We don't have to dig too far into this because it just happened. Um, but don't forget things like the Oculus Quest came out, the Xbox One S digital only, which was very, you have to say clearly, the discless version of the yes, Xbox looks... One S. <laughs> That's what uh, Derek looks like right now. He looks discless. This... <laughs> oh, wow. No. God damn the, it. Uh, the Switch Lite came out this <laughs> fall. And then, of course, the Stadia, which the jury is still out on that one, although they're kind of talking very loudly we kind of know what the verdict's going to be um noteworthy moments from this past year stupid like launch yeah (laughs) it was a stupid launch but seriously dan gave me free access to it and i would have probably enjoyed it but you launch it and i own an apple i own everything apple and i can't do anything with it the only thing i can play stadia on is on my tvs guess what i play on my tvs PC and Xbox and PS4. <laughs> Why do I need Stadia? You don't. I mean, so it's really only for people with like Androids, which that is the biggest failure there, so but... far. Is they have not filled a industry well, or or, that's or a, a big need. failure. Yeah. But the other failure is I have to buy the games from them. So if I yes. own a game on let's say Steam or something like that, I can't stream it through their service, yeah. which yeah. I understand. Like they're not related so they want their money but nobody's gonna buy it off stadia when they don't even have good pricing on games to play it when they can play it on their home console with a better true you know it needed to be it needed to be a game pass slash ps now type of service with a unique box that's what it needed to be it needed Mm. to have a subscription service that actually gave you access to more than just two games like when yeah. it launched they gave you like three or four games for your monthly like every month you get two free games right it's it is like ps plus or whatever yeah. but they needed to have game pass minus the massive library of games behind it that's the problem yes yeah um so well again jury's out but i don't think it's gonna be out very long uh the new franchises that were introduced this past year a bunch of them and i'm gonna assume these are gonna become franchises the outer worlds i think it's fair to say it's gonna be a franchise i hope uh i think based on sales numbers and acclaim it's gonna there's gonna be a sequel i think uh, jedi the fallen order is without a doubt gonna get a sequel it's one of the best-selling games yeah, it's called of the year as well <laughs> Dragon Age two? Dragon Age inquisition two okay. yeah. joke fail uh I don't know if they'll make another one, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Astral Chain 2 come to the Switch. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a sequel to that. Days Gone so. Days Gone might not get a sequel, but it's fair to say it was at least a new IP from this year. I think you'll see I think that. It, bad I think it actually sold out. pretty well. I Did think with, with the amount of sales compared to what they probably invested financially, because it's a smaller like studio. Like Bend is not your big name brand studio. No. I seriously doubt they got a huge number for a budget. So I think they probably made out. They sure got a lot of time though. Um, And then of course we saw the introduction of control, which I know did not sell amazing. um, But I do think the critical acclaim that it got um, and the, just the uniqueness of it. I I think it'll get, I I think it'll get a sequel. It'll get funded by somebody. Even if um, what's the studio that makes it quantum or I don't remember their name. Why am I not? Um, Remedy. Remedy. Even Remedy. if Remedy's like, look, we can't fund Control 2 because we just we can't afford all this. I think somebody will step in, whether Microsoft it's Microsoft. Yeah, whether it's Microsoft or Sony or somebody will say, hey, we want to, to fund yeah. your next project, which yeah. would probably be. The highest score you in the game. You know what? They don't do a lot of sequels, though. 
Sorry to cut you off, but they That's don't okay. do a lot of secrets. Remedy they does not do a lot of secrets. They, they just shut it off. They're like, they that do game have, got left open. Yeah. They do have their big DLC. expansion coming this spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they might wrap up more of that and call it a day on that on that. They could. They actually could actually end the that story with yeah, the DLC. Alan, Alan Wake not. style, right? Here's your major DLC, and then we're done. Yeah. Um, highest scored game of the year. Do you guys remember what it was on Metacritic? Sekiro. It was Resident Evil 2 Remake. Was it really? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Got the highest. I'm actually surprised. Highest Metacritic score uh, wow. of the year. All Let's right, not what if forget... you were not to include the remake, what would it be? Uh, I'll have to probably, look. If you don't have it in, Tony, it's probably Sekiro. Yeah. I'm very surprised I, by that. I think it might be Sekiro. Let's see. Let's go ahead yeah. and look it up while we're sitting here. Um. So we got Divinity Original Sin 2, which was a re-release. Uh, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 came to PC re-release. It would be Sekiro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, be, yeah. Uh, and that's tied, actually, with a bunch. So it's Sekiro wow. tied with the newest expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, tied with Dragon Quest XI, released on the Switch, and tied with Disco Elysium. So the best game of the year had the highest Metacritic score, Tim. Can you believe that? You know? That is false. That it's is crazy. a false statement. False <laughs> statement. Um, Microsoft also has acquired Double Fine this past year. They announced that. So oh, yeah. they, they just keep buying buying companies. Yeah, Psychonauts 2 isn't even out yet, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, so this one I think is worth calling out because it was just so long. It took so long for this to finally happen. But 14 years after the last official release in this franchise, we finally saw Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, Four- yeah. 14 years people who played kingdom hearts 2 as a kid were now working full-time jobs and had kids of their own yep yep. so uh anyway that was a pretty significant moment i thought i had to call that out too of course my favorite game from last year at least at this point until who knows if we ever re-rank 2019 or not um star wars jedi the fallen order currently my favorite game from last year i already mentioned the outer worlds crawling its way up that list after finishing it really loved it um and remind me, what were your guys' top picks from last year? Let's let's say without the remake. I know you both loved RE2 remake, but what was your favorite <laughs> not like completely new game from last year? Mine was Borderlands 3 with Resident Evil 2 remake. Okay, it beat it out anyway. That's right. That's that's right. That was your top pick. Yeah. And Dan, what was your favorite from last year? If we get rid of RE2, um, just go with your gut. Um, go with your heart. Let your hearts lead it, you. It probably probably be Outer Worlds, and then like right behind it, Death Stranding. Hmm. Outer Worlds is pretty excellent. It's it's basically what Bethesda needs to do with their Fallout or Fallout Elder Scrolls. Like they need to like kind of you know do something different, something new. True. New engine. For the love of God, just build a new engine. <laughs> and so that brings us to 2020, and we will plow ahead. Hopefully, by the time we uh, record again we'll have more current news and things we can talk about i know we're coming up pretty quickly on the time of year where we finally start to see significant new games release this has been a very slow start to the year as derek said which is not always a bad thing so oh, so wait we're not going to discuss the best game of this year already i mean come on there's, there's not a lot to choose from <laughs> not a lot to choose from yet um it's obviously but, uh, dragon ball z kakarot i mean let's be honest it I, I can't even argue with that because I don't think I've played anything else that's new this year. I don't think. I mean, I haven't played it, but it's yeah. Tokyo Massage. Tokyo yeah, sure. Massage. There you go. So. All right. Next week is episode 200. I'm looking forward to that. You guys, thank you so much for taking time tonight. Now, uh, you both need to go to bed because you've got school in the morning, okay? So head to bed. We're going we're gonna to party Thanks, real Dad. hard on this 200 episode, right? We're going to get wicked drunk. Oh. 
Yeah, no, it's going to be a live show, but it's really just going to be the three of us because no one's going to come to that. <laughs> We're just going to get wicked hammered and just yeah. like start talking about our feelings. And... Well, you you and I will. Derek won't drink. He'll, he'll just go for a run while, sure. we, while we drink. Sure. That was what I was doing when you started the show. Yeah, I know Jesse White would want to see me drunk. He's like he's like hoping and praying every day. He's like, please, Dan, just have a drink. I'm like, I don't know, Jesse. I don't know. <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good night. See ya. All right, peace. Who is your daddy? I am the father. You fathers will understand. My father taught me many things. I got an idea. How about you all sit there quietly while I make dad noises? <laughs>